so you could like record on the go if you needed to. Really? It's a, like a super like niche product, I guess, right? Because I'd imagine that like 99% of people record in their home studio or wherever the fuck their computer is, right? Yeah. But like figure if you ever have like a mic on the go, right? Yeah. And then you have like your laptop, you know, I figured plugging that in is one less like AC outlet you need to use, right? In theory. I, I mean, I thought it was a pretty cool product. I, would I buy it? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, you know, we already have pretty decent mixers and shit, but I was like, hey, that's, you know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, man. I mean, there's there's some plenty of cool products. I'm still looking at the the Rodescaster. Apparently, they're like um, running low on those. The road, which you would think, you know, the podcasting thing kind of being what it is, and still, like you said, kind of a niche thing. But the Road Rodescaster Pro thing, like, yeah, is still like moving pretty well, from what I understand. Yeah, man. I wanna. I need me one of them. Uh, like those uh, full shields. Why do you need the shield back? Because. Our, uh, on the other podcast, we bounce each other off each other's mics. Really? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you'll hear it. You Is that a mean? good? Th- well, what's what's wrong with that necessarily? Nothing in theory, but it's noticeable, and that's what drives me nuts. It's the small shit that drives me nuts. Okay. Do we bounce? Do you do you no, listen? No, not on here. I don't know what the difference is here, but is it a bigger room? No, your room's pretty big. You do it in in your room, right? We do it in the basement. Huh. You've been in the basement before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, the furniture got moved around and stuff. But hmm. I wonder what's going on with that. There's probably more of an echo down there as opposed well, to Well, what here. type of mics are you using? Are you using omnidirectional? Or? No, we're using cardioid. Interesting. Yeah. That is a little strange. So, yeah, sometimes like when I monitor, because I only monitor him. I can't monitor myself or I get real stupid sometimes, you know? And uh, I'll monitor him and I can hear my voice bouncing off of his mic. And it still throws you off? <laughs> a little bit, just a smidge. It's not as bad because like when, when, I, when I monitor myself... I like start to talk like yeah. this. Yeah, you naturally start to slow down once you yeah. hear. Yeah, and, and like, I get like real stupid when I monitor. Like the audio feedback, it gets a little weird. It's like I don't know. It confuses me. See, like, is there a latency between it, or is just hearing your voice back is confusing to you? I, I think I think the issue is that there is no latency, or or maybe I think the issue is that there's just enough latency where it's like a like a like a fucking tenth of a second. Yeah, and it does just enough to fuck me up. You know have, what you, I mean? have you seen that thing circulating the internet where it's chop suey but a beat off? Are you kidding me? We've been listening to this shit all week. Yeah. It sounds like Serge is waiting for like the backup singers. Somebody said that it looks like it just sounds like really bad karaoke. I'm like, oh my god, that's so yeah. on point. Wow. Yeah, man, we've been listening to this shit all week. It's hilarious. Why? <laughs> uh it's fucking chop suey, but it pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's me and Adriana. Adriana's like, oh my god, stop it. I'm like, I can't. We're trying to find we're trying to see if there's like a toxicity, but it's one beat off. Because that one will be another great. That's one. hard. That that one. There's a line in toxicity that I have a hard time saying without Serge saying it with, with me. Channeling. Yeah, because because then I get lost. Like, I'm like, how does he deliver that? I'm like, how does he get that spot on every time? Excellent front man, dude. Uh, yeah, That's yeah what absolutely it is. for sure, for sure, for sure. But um, it, it's crazy that Chapsui became that song. You know, like to for everybody like kind of fuck around with and meme about with. Yeah. You know, I think everybody has like like this like respect for it. Yeah, but I think there's like enough wiggle room to be like, "Hey, man, look what look what atrocity I made today." I mean, just um, just watch the video. There's some there's some hilarity in there. There's some there's some good stuff. I mean, it's there. it's you know typical early two thousands like yeah, punk core. I don't know. I don't even know what you'd call it, like alt rock at that point, right? Yeah, probably. Interesting. Good shit. All right, wait, hold on. I didn't get the the agenda up. My bad. My bad. You didn't hold get on. the agenda up. My bad. Oh shit, my. Keyboard is so far away. Okay, relax. Okay, relax. Calm down. Calm down. Okay. Boop. Oh, we got a little bit of buzz there. What's is going we, on? Is we good? 
Hold on. I think we good now. All right. Uh, so, Gabe, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cut me off already. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast. This is your host, Jacob, and with me I have Jacob. Jacob, <laughs> how's your week, Jacob? <laughs> wow, that was... I'm channeling like my Eric Andre. I feels... Uh, you feel attacked? Yeah, a little bit. What's okay. You're on vacation tomorrow. This is true. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 135. 135. Yeah, we are back on a beautiful day. Absolutely stunningly gorgeous. You and I like this like 60, man. Yeah. On the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, but yeah, we're back. With me today, I'm well. I'm your host. And with me today, it's me. Jacob. I, I have, I, I have Gabe. Gabe, how, how was your week, buddy? Good man. Um, what did I do? I was super busy. Oh, uh, yesterday we were supposed to go out and grab some food with some buddies and stuff. But like, um, I for lunch I brought with me some like meatballs and sauce that I had. You know, like I leave some meals in the freezer so I could have them at a later date when I don't feel like cooking. Sure. So I brought it with me. I take a bite. I was like, Nah, man, these things are bad. So I dump it. And I go to like this local like gastro pub, and they have like this fucking massive fucking what burrito. It, what is a gastro pub? It's like your traditional American like pub and grub, man. Like why you is get it food? Why is it called a gastro pub? I don't know why, but I guess that's the term for it. Oh, okay. You know, like like a like a brewery slash bar that does like burgers and shit really well. Interesting. Know? Okay. So All I right. got this massive fucking burrito, like a spicy ground beef burrito. Okay. That shit was super tight, super good. <laughs> Enjoyed some nice beer too on my lunch. And then I, like, get back to work, and then we're, like, we go out later, and all I order is, like, a beer and some cheese curds, and they're, like, dude, are you okay? Like, you're not eating. I was, like, dude, I had a fucking massive lunch. I could, like, I'm going to, like, wobble around. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, for those who were not in the know, which is all of you, uh, Gabe tried to tell me something in the middle of the intro, and he's, like... Uh, I'm like, yeah, dude, it's good. <laughs> well, because it's like, it's not important, but it's like, maybe you'd like to know, because I finally figured something out. Okay. So, the thing was, I... Uh, for those of you who don't know, I've been trying to get Jacob to play Knights of the Old Republic, right? Uh-huh. I bought it for him on Steam and stuff. And so his computer has been having issues running it. Uh-huh. And so I installed it on my laptop yesterday and I was having the same issues. And I finally found like the perfect solution to mitigate everything. Okay. And it's a simple copy and paste. I'll just copy my configuration file into your folder and then you should be able to run it. No issues. Okay. As long as you're fine running it in like windowed as opposed to full screen. Well, I really don't care. But I mean, it's still, it's like fully playable. Interesting. So I like I, I was like, damn, I gotta let him know. I found like the you know the f- perfect Work combination around. of options and shit. <laughs> interesting, interesting. All right, well, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll make that my mission after my vacation, which is starting <laughs> tomorrow. All right. Um, yeah, me and my family are gonna be gone. Like I said, the plan is at this point uh, maybe to record some snippets throughout the week and chop it in maybe with our normal episode once we re- I return um, from vacay. That's the plan for now. But you know me. I don't follow up on anything. So good stuff. Uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter, Periscope, Facebook, and do you have an Instagram? Do we have an Instagram? Uh, well, I have an, my own personal Instagram. Yeah, follow him on there. He, he's more likely to post updates there. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Uh, should be a good time. Uh, my first plane ride. I'm a little scared. You're gonna love it, man. Bring your headphones. Make sure you can access your music without Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. You'll be good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because what, what airline are you guys taking? Uh, Southwest, I believe. Oh, dude, I love Southwest so much. Okay, cool. It is this easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. <laughs> Y'all going through Midway or through O'Hare? Midway. Dude, oh, he, 
dude, the check-in shit is just so smooth with Southwest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It is, bro. It's like you don't even have to talk to anybody until like you're like you got your tickets and you drop your bag off. You know. Interesting. Well, like I said, I I have no frame of reference for this type of thing because it's being my first plane ride and whatnot. And uh, I am afraid of heights, so this should be an interesting episode. I might slam on Mosar too. It might need to go down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Just don't get window and don't look out. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's that's what's actually no. Do look out when you're like leveled out at the forty-one thousand feet. Yeah, look, look out, man. That like seeing the clouds from that angle. There's like nothing like it. Interesting. There really isn't nothing like well, I it. I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Uh, but yeah, so that early tomorrow morning we'll be on a plane. Hopefully by. Well, probably around like 10, 1030, I'd imagine. Well, yeah, give or take, uh, we'd be arriving in Orlando. Did you guys uh, do the like Magical Express thing? Yes. Awesome. So they just send your bag over to wherever the fuck. Well, what are you saying on Disney property? Yes, sir. So they send that shit over and you take a bus to your hotel. It's super yep. red. Yep. Um, we're hitting up uh, the not so uh, scary Halloween party like day one. Like we land, we hang out for a bit and then we go to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, so we're going to have Elisana ready to go on that front. Um, and then Tuesday, well not Tuesday, Monday is me and Adriana's Animal Kingdom Day where we're going to spend all fucking day there. Um, so we got that, I think, Wednesday. Tuesday's a break. Wednesday we got uh, Hollywood Studios. And then we make the switch to Universal Studios after that, I believe. So pretty jazzed about it. Should be fun. Uh, like I said, we'll keep you updated on that stuff. Uh, but with that, we have an uh, an agenda, so let's go ahead and get through that. Thank God and for the agenda, because I, I don't know what we'd fucking talk about. <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. So uh, you put this one up here, up here Gabe. Cool. So there's been some talk. There's a, a German kind of, um, I don't know if you'd call them a company, an organization. That's the word I'm looking for in oh. Germany. And they're saying that all these kind of content creators on YouTube should start unionizing because there is their creative property and material and we've seen kind of the controversy that's been behind youtube whereas people get demonetized and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so i mentioned that i fell into like this kind of weird rabbit hole and there's a creator by the name of nerd city and they test i think like fifteen thousand like uh words to see what would get you demonetized and so uh some of the research they did with another youtuber is essentially it's just a one second audio clip with no video and the only thing in the title is that word right and there's like 15,000 of these words okay and so they found that like certain words like lesbian lgbtq like that stuff will get you like almost instantly demonetized really and i thought it was super weird and uh weird. I, it's worth checking that video out but i don't know i kind of want to know your thoughts on this whole like what, what if like youtubers unionized you know i think it's an interesting thing but the only thing about it is that i cannot see a large amount of YouTubers agreeing on one particular topic at one point in time. Well, I I think the big issue right now is that there should be, when somebody claims your shit, right? Do you know the process? If somebody claims your video is copyright, you no longer make ad revenue. Instead, all the ad revenue goes to the person who claimed you. And so I think what they want is they want uh, like review by a real person instead of like automation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's the first point that they want. But I'm saying, do you really need a union for that? I mean, in theory, no, but, it's you know, Google and YouTube is just as, you know, if the number one company in the world right now can't provide that, then who can? Yeah. You know what I mean? This is true. It's kind of scary because, you know, granted, people like PewDiePie and uh, Vsauce and, and like the big YouTubers, they've had their fair share of this stuff. But like at the end of the day, they're still like making a shitload of money. But what about like the smaller YouTubers yeah. that 
are on that like fringe of like, hey, like I don't really have a full time job. Like YouTube is my full time job. Yeah. And then they've been getting hit with these like demonetizations, these copyright strikes, these community strikes, shit like that. Mm -hmm. And like you know, like their livelihood kind of depends on YouTube. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? That's why I I feel like you see a large migration from YouTube to Twitch channels, especially when it comes to the gaming channels. If they had the opportunity well, to Well, even out, Twitch, man. Twitch has been having its issues, and we've been covering but those. It's not nearly as bad as what YouTube does because, you know, because there, there's, like, no way to, uh, like, directly pay somebody on YouTube. However, there's a way to directly pay somebody on Twitch by subscriptions and all that shit. Well, you could, you know, link your Patreon and stuff. That's what a lot of creators do. Well, I know that, but I'm saying, but, like, um, there's no, like, direct... Uh, immediate feedback or immediate income coming from the YouTube. It's all based on ad revenue. You know what I mean? So there's, that's why I think why a lot of them migrated. And I don't know how, I don't really look too deeply in the community guidelines when it comes to Twitch, but for the most part, I mean, they get, some people get away with a lot of shit. So I couldn't imagine it's that strict. All right. So your final thoughts on uh, like a YouTube union, I guess. Uh, I mean, I think it's good for them. I mean, I think contact content creators should be protected for sure. Um, especially when it comes from these larger corporations that kind of just like, well, you said the word Mortal Kombat, so now it's mine. Give it to me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, I think it's it's good for them. I think uh, more creative content is always going to be a positive. You know what I mean? So uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And more channels. And I think you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast how you'd like to see a competitor to YouTube to kind of straighten them out a little bit, which I think would be a good call. Um, speaking of the rabbit hole, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see what I what I sent the, you this morning? Bee thing? Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, was going to tell you my uncle has is a beekeeper. Really? So we get like fresh honey like once a year when somebody goes back to the motherland. We get like six jars of it. Really? Yeah, dude. Tea is just not the same without like real honey. Interesting. So yeah, so uh, I got into this like I st what did it start with? It started with shit. It started with I'm trying to remember what I was looking up. I started with taffy. How to make taffy because I find that very like mesmerizing when they have the taffy puller and yeah. how it works. From there, it went to crayons. From there, it went to peanut butter. Or did you just watch all the like, yeah. the throwback how it's made? Yeah, on how Discovery it's made. Channel. I, basically, yeah. Uh, then from peanut butter went to honey, and then from honey it went to beekeeping. Beekeeping. So I, like I said, I kind of went down the, the rabbit hole. And there's this contraption me mechanism that has been created by this company called Flow Honey, um, where it's like a pre-made honeycomb for these bees to put their work in right and then there's a way to extract the honey without disturbing them so you don't have to like smoke them down or nothing like that it's a contraption that once like uh you put like the little gear or whatever into place it like dislodges the honey and it just drips down and kind of like funnels it so i thought that was pretty interesting i don't know so you're gonna be a beekeeper <laughs> i legitimately looked up to beekeeping uh but adrian was like no i'm like god damn it <laughs> it is what it is though yeah man it's, it's a bit too cold well it gets really cold here yeah that that's true that's for sure and uh bees are smart man yeah. You can't fuck around with bees. They have like a, a dance. And you know who can fuck around with bees? Oh. Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, uh, was it the wasp nest tetherball thing that they did on yeah. one of the That's fucking stupid. And uh, what did they say? He's like, I think 2,000 can kill a man. He's like, there's like 10,000 bees in here. No, I think he said like 100 can kill a man or yeah. something. It was like some like really low number. Yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get started then, man. Good stuff. So, I guess the big piece of uh, movie news this week is that uh we got a stranger things season four kind of teaser yep they didn't show any footage but uh, the text was we are not in hawkins indiana anymore yeah and it showed a big four in like the stranger things font do, 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 do. what do you think uh i think it's awesome i think it's awesome uh i think this world has established itself in such a like an awesome way that we don't really need to be the hawkins anymore we don't have to rely on hawkins anymore and it really 
how much shit can go down in a small town in Indiana until people start to. You ever been in Gary? That's true. No, you're <laughs> right about that, I guess. But I'm saying, like, you know, how long, how long can we get away with kind of keep going to Hawkins? So, uh, what do you, where do you think they're going? Okay, well, uh, I, I don't know where they're going. I, I feel like three ended up in the really good spot for me to appreciate the series, but I don't know how this continuation is going to go because, uh, spoiler, um, you know, uh, what's his face dies. Uh, oh God! Oh my God! Hold uh, on, the cap. Oh, uh, Hopper. Hopper. Oh my Hopper God! Dies, right? Yeah, right. We're terrible. <laughs> so like Hopper dies, right? And that's like a ballsy move. And I feel like we're back at the Mortal Kombat argument where it's not that bad. Relax. No, no. Well, well, well hear me out. Hear me out. Because the Mortal Kombat argument was uh, NetherRealm Studio made some good ballsy choices by killing off a decent chunk of characters, and that was a bold move, and we appreciated that. But then when they reverse the timeline and bring everybody back, I feel like it's just the same scenario where people are like, oh, man, you know, like the Hopper storyline and the character development between him and Eleven ends off so beautifully. Like, it's such a tearjerker. Yeah. And now I promise you it's going to be like, Hopper's back, but he's in Russia. <laughs> well, there's not. we don't know that for sure. It's speculation, Gabe. We don't know that for sure if he's coming back. We don't know. Well, I, I think it's a pretty safe bet. Okay, I mean, maybe. But I, I just feel like we're, we're, we're back at the thing where, like, the risks or the stakes aren't there. You think um, we come across, like, a dark hopper where it's not hopper, but it's, like... Like a revenant hopper? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, damn, damn. I just anyway, what do, you, what do you feel about <laughs> season four? Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I talked about it when we when we did the, the Stranger Things review. Um, and I was with you for the most part that if it ended there, totally, totally down. Totally okay with it. Absolutely fantastic, but but you know, um, Disney Plus is coming around, and I feel like Netflix is like, well, shit, we need to come up with something now. Yeah, well, well, like I said, I don't, I don't. I mean, you're not gonna let your cash cow die, right? Yeah, in theory. Um, so I hopefully the story is good. Um, you know, uh, so far records have shown that the even numbered seasons aren't that great. So, (laughs) well, yeah, we need three for a trend. Yeah. So I guess we need to see. It could go either way. Four then. and six. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. All right, we'll see. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. I mean, I think it's going to be good. Uh, I don't know when they're planning on like releasing it or none of that. No, I don't think anybody really knows much about that. Um, but it should be because it stuff. used to be October, and then they switched it to Fourth of July, which was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I had no complaints there. I'm just curious to see what the new kind of time frame is going to be. Yeah, they should do like winter or something. I think it's time. We need to fill that hole. Um, yeah. Because, well, I guess Star Wars is technically filling it one last time this winter. Yeah. Uh, for the mainline entries, but yeah, I think that's a good spot, man. I, I feel like that, like late November to like mid December is like a, such a good spot. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Definitely. Because that was uh, that was the Lord of the Rings spot for a while, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then Star Wars was always in the summer. Just in time for them to get into the Oscars and win every single yeah, year. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Big Mouth season three dropped last night. I did not uh, start watching it yet. However, I am a fan of the show, and um, my girlfriend actually told me that they incorporated the gentleman from uh, another Netflix original called Queer Eye. Okay. And so they're making an appearance into Big Mouth. Interesting. So what do you what do you think of that, that like cross um this crossover stuff? I, I don't know if it's an episode or it's totally cool. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, I feel well, like it's a good fit because like the the guys on Queer are very like comfortable with their like sexuality. And yeah. Big Mouth is a show that is coming of age, so yeah. you know, your sexuality always comes into question. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a it's, it's a fine crossover. I don't mind crossovers if there's like a reason for it. You know what sure. I mean? Or even if it's just like ah, it's fun. Like nothing was better than the Scooby Doo with the Globetrotters. Like that was fun. Or yeah. Scooby Doo and Batman. Scooby Doo and John Cena. Scooby Doo and John Cena. That yeah. was a good one. Um, there's a there's a couple of really good Scooby Doo crossovers. Yeah. You know what I was thinking, man? I sure. was like, I was like, the Hex Girls really kind of 
fucked up my taste on women for a while in like a good way, you know? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, check out uh, Big Mouth because I, I just love the fucking dirty ass humor on it. I, Adriana watches it. I have not really gotten into it yet. I know she's a big fan of it though. You, so. you get a good kick out of it though. It's, it's like, it's like sophisticated lowbrow humor, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Okay. Like they're dirty jokes, but they're like they're like really, really, really well constructed and stuff. You know? Interesting. interesting. And they're it's like super relatable, and I think that's the. That's the whole point of it, right? I guess. Good stuff. So we got Spider-Man Welcome Home, July 2021. Um, you know, we mentioned last week that Sony and Marvel had their makeup sex. And <laughs> so what do you think about this whole home kind of naming scheme? How do you like it? Um, I like it. I think uh, it's consistent and it's nice to see that sort and, of consistency. And it's nice a way of distinguishing it from the other ones. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like, I, I really liked Homecoming. Uh, as like a title, I thought that was fitting. Yeah, and then they just ran with it all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, and I think I said it's a way of distinguishing it. And now it's the Spidey home. Se- in case there's any like, oh, the Spidey, the Spidey home ones. Oh, okay. You know, now I know which one you're talking about. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to know how, how long they're gonna go with it because I know they got one more for sure. Um, obviously the one that's coming out, and let's see how far they can they carry on with that the whole home thing. You know, good stuff. Home good stuff. and whatever it may be, right? Can we, get a, can we get Ed Hardy and Tom Holland to beat the fuck out of each other as Venom and Spider-Man? That'd be pretty cool, right? Ed Hardy, Tom Hardy. Oh, I'm sorry. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> he does that uh, every time. Guys. I had like a lapse in, in memory. Yeah. Although Ed Hardy as Venom would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would come up with a bunch of dope T-shirts. He, he's got like the golden tigers on the Venom suit and shit. <laughs> so <laughs> so douchey. Or the Hardy brothers, Jeff Hardy. There as you go. Venom. He just got arrested. Oh, what did again? He do? DUI again. Nice, nice, nice. Man, nice. when the why is it that our childhood like heroes and stuff turned into fucking? Well, uh, he's got problems. That's just that's there's a line in a Wonder Year song that really sticks out to me, and it's uh, I watch my heroes turn human in front of me, and I think that is like the like brutal on so many levels. Like when you grow up, you know. That's pretty sad. Yeah, that is pretty brutal. Oh, that yeah. is, that's an album we should do a review on maybe sometime when you get back. The Under Years, you said? Yeah. Um, okay, let's get back to these movie topics. Uh, new <laughs> Batman casting. Talk to me. All right, so did you hear anything about this? No, I don't know anything. All right, so um, we've had announcements. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is going to be in it. Jeffrey Wright played uh, Felix from the James oh, Bond. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah, the James Bond uh, series. He's going to be playing Commissioner Gordon. Oh, wow, that's perfect. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that's fit. really good. It works. Uh, another casting has been announced. Jonah Hill has been announced as the cur- current, <laughs> currently unnamed villain. So unnamed we- villain. Jonah Hill as a villain. The Riddler. The Riddler. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps on thinking. Everybody keeps on saying. Um, and apparently Andy Serkis is still involved because I think we reported on that. He was supposed to be Clayface a couple months ago. So um, who would Jonah Hill be besides like Riddler, though? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, somebody's he like, fits the role, especially now that he's lost a lot of weight. Somebody's like, penguin. It's like, ah, come on. That's two on the nose. Nah, go. man. He, Jonah Hill's got too much kind of like room in his mm-hmm. uh, like kind of acting range to be penguin. Yeah. He could be the Riddler. That- I, I think penguin is a very one-sided villain, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you have so many good entries in the Batman villains gallery, why waste talent like Jonah Hill on a one-sided villain? You yeah. Know? Um, so I guess we'll have to, uh, cause I'm, I'm like trying to picture, I'm like Robert Pattinson facing off with Jonah Hill. I could, I could kind of buy that. I think Jonah Hill looks great. I mean, you and I kind of have dug what he's been doing recently. Yeah. And you know, when you work with greats like Leo and Scorsese and all that stuff, you, you take that with you for sure. So give me Jonah Hill as a villain. Yeah. I, I'm with that. The Riddler, I think it's a good fit. I think a lot of people are kind of like, Oh, well. I think in the next like few years, maybe even a few movies, I think we're going to start seeing that, um, that jump from seeing Jonah Hill as like the fat kid in the angsty teen movies and the kind of like the funny guy into like the very kind of serious role actor. Yeah, for sure. 
I think that's, a, that's something that's definitely coming around. The I mean, corner. you and I recognize that in what was that? War Dogs? Yeah. War Dogs? Yeah. That was, whew, what, three years ago, maybe? Well, even in like Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah, he was great in Moneyball. He was, he was great in that. And you're like, oh, okay, I could see him kind of taking on a more serious kind I, of I'd role. say even in Wolf of Wall Street, like his character was hilarious, but he <laughs> yeah. played the role really well. Yeah. It wasn't sure. like a, you know, like a bad cast. Yeah, for sure. So I guess um you know the Riddler's coming with Jonah Hill on it and I'm kind of sold on it. And it's funny because I think uh me included I'm included in this definitely when the whole Robert Pattinson thing came out I'm like fuck no absolutely not it's not happening. Yeah I remember that episode. <laughs> uh, yeah um but like Give all the chance man all the cast subsequently I've like really enjoyed I'm like okay fine. I mean we talked about this man it was the same setup with Heath Ledger yeah everybody was making Brokeback Mountain jokes and he turned out to be oh well, we didn't see the new one yet but he is. At the moment, the best live action Joker until we seen Joaquin Phoenix. I got, I got, I got spoiled on that. Okay, don't say nothing. No, I, I want to get spoiled. I can say shit to you. I've but been staying away from everything Joker and Batman related for the past like couple days. Yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty lit. But yeah, so that's that. Uh, speaking of Batman, um, so obviously the Joker coming out, right? Big deal. We talked a little bit about the kind of the, the, the panic, the panic that's going along with it, which nothing you know, count your blessings so far has happened. Uh, however, there is one theater that is not showing the Joker, uh, and that is the Aurora Theater. And those who may not remember, um, this is the place where the Dark Knight Rise, when it premiered, where the guy dressed up as the Joker, um, you know, had a mass shooting. All right, I think it's the right call. One hundred and fifty. Absolutely, man, it is one hundred percent the right call. Um, and I know, like a lot of people were, uh, like from the Aurora shooting, were like upset that they were kind of glorifying this character. Um, but it's like it's a movie, you know. Well. Think about it. If there was indeed a somebody trying to be a copycat, I mean, you know, we're not here endorsing it or anything like that. But what better time yeah. than this? Yeah. And like I said, like we're not here, you know, behind this thing. But it's just it makes sense. Yeah. You know, definitely. I think it was the right call to be sensitive to the people involved. Um, you know, all the people who've lost their lives along the way. It's you know, it's a horrible, horrible thing. But I think it's the right the right idea. And, um, you know, there's obviously if there, if you really want to see it, if you're in the area, I'm sure there's other theaters that are showing it. Absolutely. Just, just your, maybe your neighbor one is not the one that's doing it. I think it's the right call considering all that took place several years ago during the Dark Knight Rises. So. Absolutely. Uh, one more piece of movie TV. New, well, actually, two more pieces. We got our first poster for the new James Bond movie um, today. It dropped this morning. It is grossly boring. There's nothing interesting about it okay. aside from Daniel Craig's suit, as always, because. Those Tom Ford suits are just fucking like like something you dream of having, right? Absolutely, yeah. And then the second bit is for the 40th anniversary. Certain theaters are reshowing Alien in October. Ooh, the OG 1979 Alien. So I'm gonna go and try and see that in theaters. Do you do we have one around us that's showing? Uh, the Marcus and Orland is showing it. Interesting. So I might make the trip out there on like a Saturday night and go see it. Interesting, interesting. That's because that is a movie. That is to a see good, in theaters. That know? is a good movie. Yeah, to see in theaters. I'm sure. I'm sure it would be. Excellent. Good stuff. Let's talk some gaming. All right. Uh, so Medal of Honor. You remember this franchise? You remember how this was the shooter franchise to go to before Call of Duty? I do. I remember playing the very first Medal, or maybe the second one, the second Medal of Honor, where this the, the game opened up with the beaches of Normandy. And yeah, that was man. like the most epic shit ever. Um. Yep. So the next Medal of Honor is going to be in VR. Um, Boom. Okay. So when did they fall off, man? Like 2012-ish, I want to say. No. Was um, it a hard dehinge? They had Medal of Honor Warfighters that came out in 2011. That's when they fell off. <laughs> so, yeah, give or take in yeah. that era. 
Um, and they've been kind of trying to cling on to whatever kind of scraps they have left. For sure. How do you think... What, what are your thoughts of kind of putting this um, first-person shooter format into VR? Do you think it, you know Medal of Honor is trying to be gimmicky? Well, it's, it's definitely gimmicky. Uh, I, I don't think historically we've seen such a great execution on this thing on the first person shooter in the virtual reality format i don't think it's a good fit right now maybe the technology is not quite there to be quite where you want it to be um you know because even like uh like resident evil which is kind of a kind of a shooter was kind of sloppy with the vr you know added down to it but um i mean i give them a chance for i give them props for trying uh i don't know if the name the, the brand has the recognition that it used to have where people were like clamoring to get a new one. I think if they stick to their roots and drop a good first person shooter game and kind of avoid the controversy that Activision and DICE and EA have been having with Call of Duty and uh, Battlefield, Battlefield yeah. I think they can make a strong comeback because I think it's been gone long enough that people are like, well, yeah, I remember Medal of Honor. Maybe. It's, it's, it, the name has staying power. Hmm. They just need to stop tripping up on development and mm-hmm. shit like that yeah for sure yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see i mean medal of honor it was, it was, it was a good franchise for an absolutely man and then it definitely got you know ea's behind it isn't it uh i couldn't tell you but if pretty ea's sure. behind it we might as well just fucking dig the I'm six feet right now pretty sure they are oh boy yeah pretty sure they are all right so there's that uh but yeah we well, guess we'll have to wait and see i don't want to cast judgment on it too soon without it even getting off the ground first so I guess we'll have to wait and see him, and we'll keep you guys updated on Metal Gear, not Metal Gear, Freudian Slip. That's what I really want to hear about. Uh, <laughs> Metal of Honor moving forward. Next, this is me. So, have you seen this yet? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Yeah. It's hard to not see it when you follow NRS and Ed Boon. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So, um, the Terminator trailer, gameplay trailer, has dropped for Mortal Kombat, and... It's fucking fantastic. He looks the right amount of chunky, but still quick in nature. Absolutely. Uh, the gameplay looks absolutely phenomenal. I love a lot of the cin- cinematics. I think he has the best fatality in the game, by the way. The one they showed in the trailer is pretty fucking sick. Uh, the only it, only issue I have, there's actually kind of a reoccurring issue with this, this particular entry of the Mortal Kombat franchise, is the voice acting. They could not get a better voice actor to mimic... Arnold, like he doesn't sound. We hey. couldn't get Arnold. Yeah, or you couldn't get Arnold. You got his likeness. Like it's clear as day, Arnold. You're not like hinting that it's no, it's him. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I'm sure Arnold doesn't got the time, but fucking splice some lines from the fucking movie. Like how how hard is that? Yeah, right. Well, then they need uh James Cameron's. Per- well, they already have the Terminator. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of a weird situation. Then. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe they'll they'll it'll be better in the release version. Yeah. Maybe these are just kind of like placeholder lines. Nah, I don't think so. I <laughs> think so? No, because when, uh, when... I don't know, man. It is Ed Boon. When Rhonda did her voiceover for Sonya, I'm like, that sucks. I'm like, I hope it's not that bad. And then it's lo and behold, it ended up being that bad. So Copy that. And they had the DJ guy. Did you see, did you see that? No, I don't think I've seen the DJ guy. They, they had the DJ guy uh, become Sub-Zero, and his voice acting was like, holy shit, you're horrible. Stop it. Like, a lot of this voice acting stuff has been questionable at best so far. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Good stuff. Speaking about sound design, the guys at uh, 343 Studios hired a pug by the name of Gyoza, and it's going to do sound effects for the next Halo game. What's Halo a pug? A pug? Yeah. Like the dog? Oh. Like the dog. A pug? Oh. You know what I mean? Sure. I think it's interesting because I watched a kind of like a behind the scenes thing where they did sound effects for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And so how they got like that meatball sound was they took like really 
damp cloths and they smacked it against like a specific type of like wooden slab. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I feel like sound design is so interesting because there's so many like <laughs> intricacies and shit that goes into it. Yeah. You know, that you don't like, you know, when you watch Cloudy with a Chance Meatballs, you're like, that's the sound a meatball makes. Yeah. But it's really not. It's not like meatball. what meatball yeah. makes that sound? No, you're right. So they hired a pug to make alien noises for the new <laughs> Halo game. I think that's so cool. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because I actually walked a, watched a documentary about The Last of Us, right? And they were talking about the clickers, right? How you know the noises the clickers make yeah. are, very, are very distinctive. So they were like going through the lines with the, the sound designers, and they were like giddy about it because they had like they created like a, a horribly grotesque monster with a great sound design, right? And somebody's like, "Oh, you guys should have used the top of a Snapple bottle." And they looked at him, they're like, "Where the fuck were you a couple months ago? Like we could have used that <laughs> shit." And they were like, "Stupid, stupid!" Like they were mad that they didn't think about the Snapple bottle top, which, yeah, probably, probably would have worked. Don't be surprised if you hear some Snapple bottles in the new uh, The Last of Us to, with the clickers. But, uh, yeah, sound design is an interesting thing for sure. Because, like you said, it's like it's like your brain filling in the blanks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Sure. Episode, meanwhile, but, but, but even then, like when it's bad sound design, you notice. But when it's great sound design, you don't notice. You don't notice, yeah. You know, it, it's like seamless. Yeah, like as an example, like you you know the punch sounds from Rocky are like not even close to what real no, punch no way yeah it sounds like a fucking car wreck when somebody gets punched in the face in a Rocky movie and you notice that but like you said if it's not quite if it's on point you don't notice it which is like so it's really like the most thankless job in like production as far as like that type of stuff it's pretty wild man and I'm yeah. curious to see if we can pinpoint those sounds when the game comes out now I want to yeah. because um, <laughs> in the OG Halo the elite noises were uh lines that were ran backwards so they were played backwards from sergeant johnson okay. i didn't even fucking know that <laughs> like that's how good that was you yeah know? they just slashed some effects on it and ran the voice lines backwards yeah it's like holy shit that's so cool absolutely but yeah man so be on the lookout for that uh okay so let's talk sony news sure. um so crossplay is out of beta and sony essentially said um if developers want to add crossplay for their game feel free it's on them interesting finally yeah uh, can we officially uh, watch Microsoft and Sony rock across the stage and shake each other's hands and have that be like the end of it? Yeah. Finally, you think? I think the first big game coming up that has crossplay, like between the whole shebang, is going to be Call of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah. So that's going to be the first one to dive in head first. Yeah. Interesting, man. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, welcome to a day and age where consoles are at peace and it's the pc gamers at each other's throats yeah right with all these launchers and shit i had a student in my class uh he's like oh i i, I like the game i'm like well on what he said the pc and i'm like and i just laughed he's like yeah master race i'm like i wouldn't say that out loud <laughs> 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 but uh yeah i get you for sure i mean that's i think if you would have told me 10 years ago that we get crossplay one day i would be like no Never. No way. Never. No way. Even like maybe like six years ago, I'd say like yeah. five, six years ago, it's like a distant. Yeah. It's like the, we don't really have console wars anymore. Cause like you, you remember, obviously we talked about it before when the, you know, the new consoles were dropped and Sony was like, yeah, this is how you share a game with your friends. You just hand it to them. Yeah, and they were just like pissing on each other. Yeah. They were pissing on each other. And now it's like, Dickens. oh, high five. so I guess the real thing now, um, going into gen eight, right? Gen eight. Yeah is going to be what features your console has and mm -hmm. what exclusives. Yeah. Well, we know who win, who's winning the exclusives on that front. On Well, at least in this gen, it's Sony. Yeah. We'll see what's going to happen next gen. This is true. Because I think it's by a landslide Sony this year, or yeah. this generation. For sure. But we never know, man. Last of Us is maybe coming to an end. We're not sure. We'll see. Um, I, we're expecting another God of War. 
Yeah. But what else we kind of got in that front? Oh, what else has Microsoft got cooking that we don't know about? Yeah. This is true. So this is good true. stuff. But uh, yeah, man. So Sony Crossplay out of beta. Check that out. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Let's talk some music news sure. and reviews. Okay. So this week I mentioned some test pressings to you. So uh, Rise Records does this kind of closet cleaning every once in a while where they clean out test pressings of certain records. Okay. So what a test pressing is is exactly what it sounds like. They press the record with uh, like the grooves that they have everything set, and it's supposed to be like uh, a test version of the production model. So they put this on a platter, they spin it, and if everything sounds good, all the subsequent pressings are used f- from this mold. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. So I got a couple of them. Uh, these are all still up for uh, bids for about another day, ranging between one day, one hour, to one day and 23 hours for a couple of them. Okay. I want you to guess what some of these are at, because we did this last time, and we had some crazy prices. Okay. Uh, Amorosa, uh, double LP. Mm, $100? $150 currently. That sounds about right. Uh, Sleeping with Sirens, with ears to see and eyes to hear. I don't know this album. What do you think it's Oh, that at? was the first one. Um, Two. It's at 120 currently. Okay. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada Space EP. I want this really bad, but I'm not going to put that money towards it. 400. It is at 200. dollars okay. I will let you know what the final price on that one is because I think it's going to go up to like three. Three. Yeah. Uh, the Acacia Strain Coma Witch. 70 bucks. Uh, 200 250. What? <laughs> American Nightmare self-titled. Uh. You remember this band? I remember no, this band. Oh. No. 200 250. I was kind of surprised at that okay. one. Okay. Uh, this one. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance Instant Gratification Test Pressing And Signed By All The Band Members 300 $675 With A Day And Five Hours Left Holy Shit That one was the one That like I would have said 300 Yeah Almost 700 bucks With like 30 hours roughly Still left That is insane That's good Good for them Absolutely insane It just goes to show That Dance Gavin Dance Fans are like Nuts (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff Dance Gavin Dance Fans are almost Like a cult Like straight up I mean, I, I like can't. I like them. Don't get me wrong, but like the guys who are like our guys and girls who are like really into it, like they Will s- Swan is my president. Yeah, they swear on it. They swear on it. They, I, I mean, I can't say shit. I'm part of that. Yeah, I know. Every time I die, cult. You know, yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, good stuff. So we got two album reviews. Sure. And then next week we have the most disgusting, hideous packed week ever because <laughs> we have Varials, we have the Devil Wears Prada, we have Tooth Grinder, uh, Spite. Spite Spite just dropped it But uh, I'm like I don't Counterparts have Counterparts So we got I think five or six albums Dropping next Ugh. week That we need to trudge through But uh, Let's talk Which one you want to do first You want to do Daysaker well, well actually I'm going to put my my Thing on pause real quick Because I have to grab my notes And my notes are Oh wow phone. He actually wrote stuff down I wrote some stuff down Relax okay Calm cool. down cool, cool, uh, cool. But I'm going to pause this real quick uh, Alright so Did you take notes For both of these albums Or just Dayseeker Just Dayseeker Cool uh, uh, You want to start with that then yeah, we could do that. Right, uh, start off, buddy. So, Day Seeker, I think this is their fourth album, I think. Um, so, yeah, their fourth album. Uh, a band that we've, I think, recently have gotten, like, really. I think last Warp Tour yeah. last year. About last year, yeah. 18, 2018. Well, we really got familiar with them. I mean, I'd, I've heard of them in passing, and I actually heard a story about them prior uh, to actually listening to their album, how they got ripped off by a local promoter. Uh, to play a show that's how like i got got a hold of them or started talk, listening to them and um this band uh drops in my opinion one of the most aesthetically pleasing albums of the whole entire year outside of the whole like you know music videos the fucking visuals the co- album cover is just fucking beautiful from top to bottom love it love it love it so uh let's just go ahead and i'm gonna I'm start um so they they have a uh, a tone that they're that they're dealing with on this album it's almost like um, drug-induced kind of sleepiness, dreamy, 
a dreamy quality. That's what this album has to it, especially with those first couple opening tracks where it sounds like somebody like like I said coming in and out of a drug trip almost. And uh, they tell a wonderful story, man. And I talked about uh, Rory last week. All right, and um, after reviewing the whole album over and over again, because I listened probably five six times completely through uh, at this point, uh, I'm gonna say that to me, I think he's one of the most gifted vocalists today in today's modern scene overall. Even I, I it's gonna again, it's gonna be really high praise, and people might look at me like I'm a nuts, but there's there's here sort of reminded me reminds me of Chester Bennington. Kind of, sort of, with his ability to kind of belt out those long, drawn-out notes. Uh, songwriting is absolutely fucking phenomenal. Their choruses are A1. Beautiful, beautiful, fantastically well-written, well-job, well-done job, completely across the board. With that, um, they got some diversity in this album. They have those uh, singy songs that I'm sure they'll be a hit with the girlies, but they also have those kind of architects-style riffs and heavy moments where you're just like, yeah, fucking sends you for a trip and gets you pumped up and jammed up and ready to go. Um, and I can't, I don't, even, I don't even know what to say. So like I said, it's the kind of sets, sets forth that mission statement that you're looking for for a, a young younger band uh, looking to prove themselves, and I think they have broken out of the pack with this album. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty clear. All right, um, like I said, I think the moments of regression really shines just because it contrasts so beautifully with the the softer moments. I think this album was very deliberately placed as far as what song goes where to kind of balance kind of the, the, the roller coaster, so to speak. Because um, you can't just do fucking 600 loops in a row because they kill you, right? And eventually you just you lose the effect of the loop. Um, with this, it just fucking it guides you through a wonderful trip in multiple ways. <laughs> All right. And... Um, to me, the color black is like my favorite song of the year so far. Good I th- stuff. I think it just rips so fucking hard, and um, just everything, just everything about the album, I fucking love. These guys did a great job. Production is top quality. Um, you know, vocally again, it's phenomenal. Guitar work is fucking slick, and um, not overproduced. Uh, there's no like overbearing crunch to it. It's just like well put together. Uh, even all the background stuff that's meant to be background noise, as far as guitar work, is just fucking so well done. And to me. It's right now it's fighting for the top spot. I'm giving this album a 10 out of 10 for this year so far. I got two at the top. What's the other one? Sanction? No. Um, Alien by uh, Northlane. So right now these two are kind of slapping each other around. And I'm going to have to do before the year comes out. I'm going to try to start. I'm going to start leaving where I'm having them ranked in my head kind of ambiguous. Because I don't want uh, people to like be able to pinpoint by the end year's end. Sure, sure, sure. Where I'm going to put things on the list. Uh, but, you know, that. They're slapping for the top spot, and I guess we'll have to wait and see who wins at the end uh, after the full year in review. So, yeah, that's my opinion on Dayseeker. What are your opinions? Um, well, you kind of harped on a couple of things I wanted to mention. First and foremost, the album is very well-paced. Mm-hmm. I think in a day and age where everybody wants to belt out gnarly fucking growls and do disgusting breakdown after breakdown, Yeah. Um, which, granted, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, we got that coming next. But um, <laughs> I, I think there is sort of a magic in storytelling and in video games and in music especially when you can kind of have you know somebody like throw in hands at drywall one minute and then like two minutes later have their heartbeat back down to like resting and i think there's something magical about that roller coaster ride and i think you framed that very nicely that being said this is lp4 from them and they've been around Mm -hmm. since 2010 ish Mm -hmm. i think the greatest trick the devil ever pulled 
was making this album feel much bigger than it is. I think the production and especially what Rory does with his voice makes this album feel equivalent to like when Bring Me the Horizon did Sempaternal at the Royal Alberts Hall. Mm-hmm. Like that felt like grandeur. Yeah. That was like a big thing. Yeah. And this album feels like that when you kind of look at the scope and their reach, it really isn't, yeah. which is shocking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... That's something they did really well. They made the band feel like larger than life yeah. with this album. Um, lyrical content. I think there's some good songs in here. I don't think everything quite kind of captures my heart and imagination the way I'd like it to. Okay. However, I mean, it's all subjective at the end of the day, right? I mm-hmm. think it is a good album. I do think the guitar work is super sleek. You know, we're both suckers for that kind of atmospheric stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not beating you over the head with these crazy synths or, you know, background noise it is kind of there for you to enjoy yeah. you know you see what you want when you're driving home and you know you're looking at the woods yeah you know there could be nothing or you could see the world in there yeah and i think that's kind of the beauty of this album you can extrapolate whatever the fuck you want from it um i think for me it's a solid seven out of ten. Oh wow I, I i do listen i enjoy the album but a big thing for my top five is how often do i come back to the album and a lot of my uh, revamp album of the years from the prior years, and even like some of the top fives from prior years, when I go back to it, um, I just find myself in love all over again. And okay. I hate to say it, but I don't think this album is quite there for me. Okay, fair um, enough. It is uh, kind of a feat of worksmanship, of talent, and being on that banner grind. And it's nice to see kind of this uh, other side of the split. You know, we usually see like a... I don't know, 60, 40, 75, 25 mm. with growls to cleans. And mm. now we have that ratio reversed mm. where you get songs like Gates of Ivory, where is that dirty, nasty, growly part? Mm. And then you get shit like, uh, I don't know, like Sleep Talk, right? Or right. Burial Plot, where is that kind of beautiful convalescence yeah. guiding you to like euphoria, which is really cool. And I think you nailed the whole dreamy theme where you're in this kind of half-awake state. It does feel like that. And I was kind of, it, it kind of put me in that mood mm-hmm. when I was listening to it. Um, I mean, good job, Dayseeker. Uh, yeah, if absolutely. you got bands like Silent Planet vouching for you and Silent Planet won our unanimous yeah, was, album was, of the year last it was, year. It wasn't even close either. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like it's like exactly when every time I die, I said Knocked Loose is the next big thing. Yeah. Everybody paid the fuck attention. Yeah. And I think if Dayseeker continues this trend, I think they're only going to get bigger and bigger. I think we are in like that stage of pre-blow up where maybe their next album or maybe they have like an EP in between and then people are going to be like, yo, like who are these guys? Yeah, for sure. And then we're going to see them do headlining tours and yep. tour with, I don't know, probably Silent Planet, maybe Dance Gavin Dance, bands in that general yeah. vicinity. Absolutely. Uh, maybe The Plot and You, right? That'd be perfect. That would be a good fit. Um, seven out of ten for me. Good listen. I just don't see myself like very liberally coming back to this. Okay. Like Fever War, I do that, that fuck, like a song off that uh, like seven song album comes on and I got to throw the whole fucking thing on. You know what I mean? Interesting. And the same thing with the Plot and You album. I find that whenever like I always wanted to leave or this or whenever something comes on, I was like, I go in there and I just click the whole album, you know? For sure. For sure. So, yeah, man. So that that's kind of our review. Uh, check oh. it out if you haven't. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Kublai Khan got an album that just dropped too from what I understand. So we're... <laughs> Cool. Don't put on any deodorant for next week because we're doing a Kublai Khan review. (laughs) We're playing Magic and doing a Kublai Khan review. All right. Good stuff. So, our next one. one. This was a bigger one for you. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think of the title before we dive into it? Uh, Hold on. Let me look it up again. It's the correlation between entrance and exit wounds. 
by CU Space that's, Cowboy. That's pretty fucking cool, man. It's pretty cool. So it's pretty cool. Uh, you weren't a fan of the collection that they did, uh, Songs for the Firing Squad, which I also think is another badass pretty, name. It's pretty pretty cool. Thought, um, thought and that was a collection of all their kind of EP splits and their kind of scattered work put into one CD or record or bundle, whatever. Sure. So this is their kind of first album album under what are they solid state rise one so, of those two sounds like it yeah uh what, you, what did you think oh so um you know get, get with gabe scene i'm not really as crazy about this this what you said chaos core i think that's what we're dubbing them man because yeah. they take notes from like dillinger every yeah. time i die bands like that I, i'm not so crazy about it like gabe is especially with this like newer front of bands however there are bands like blur bather that come to mind that i'm like yeah i'm with it so uh, i listened to this and i there's some some OMG out loud moments in this album that I'm just like, whoa, that was fucking crazy. Like that like good way, bad way. Yeah. Like in a good way. I'm like, that was off the wall. Like really like, cause there's only, you would think that there's a, um, you know, there's a guy to making a breakdown at this point. Then, you know, not, nothing. I'm, I'm sure there is a formula, but to stand out, you don't follow it. Yeah. And, uh, these guys had a way of doing that on this particular, uh, trip. Um, overall, like I said, I, I'm not like overly wild about anything. Uh, but I did enjoy this more than anything I've heard from them previously. Even with some of their live performances, I'm just like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, this, I think, is definitely a step forward for them. Um, there's a song that like I really liked because it shows kind of um, uh, some versatility on their part. Um, and I was kind of shocked because I wasn't anticipating that. Was it uh, late December? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Woo. Yeah. They showed some, uh, like I said, like a level of diversity that I did not anticipate seeing from them. And I'm like, wow, they should do more stuff like that. They should get a little bit more creative because obviously they have the musical chops to pull off something unique and dynamic and not so much by the book. And I think if they maybe relied more on that stuff moving forward, I think uh, I'd be more of a fan. But overall, uh, I did enjoy this album. I will say that that screaming vocalist is really talented. You said it's uh, it's a trans individual, right? Yeah, it's a um, woman or male to female. Male to female. Okay. Uh, incredibly talented. I, I think that, I can't take that away from her. I think she does a great job on this particular album. And uh, it, it gives me hope for them towards the future to really kind of blow me away. Maybe with the next one. And if not that one, maybe the one after that. As long as they see, continue to refine their game, uh, kind of visualize and conceptualize what they want to do and execute. I'm with them. You cool. know, uh, I'm just like, cause the other album is risk, the other band was risk meets razor and them. I'm just like, I can't. Yeah. I, I, I think I had too much hype going into that band. Yeah. Because now I don't even find myself going back to that album. Really? Yeah. Maybe cause you know, there, there's other bands of the same genre that kind of just raise the bar. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And like blood bather, I put on that list of like a band that kind of just raised the bar and this is getting there. Um, so I think they should be proud of this effort for sure. I'll give it a seven, a seven out of 10. I think it's pretty good. Awesome. And I think if you're a fan of that, that style, you'll love it. And uh, we'll see what happens next with this young group. Good stuff. I think um, when you say see you space cowboy, there's two things that are really good at. First of all, is really interesting kind of song titles. Yeah. I think they're really good at that. And then I think they're good at just belting out, raw emotion and i feel uh you kind of mentioned that connie is a uh, a, tra- a person of uh a trans person there we go and i think there's so much insight in that that maybe you and i wouldn't even understand yeah, in regards sure. to that and i think a lot of the vocal work on this album is phenomenal the guitar work has really kind of matured from that uh, they called themselves Sascore, <laughs> Sascore, right? Uh, in on that EP, which I thought was fitting. This doesn't feel like Sascore, but in like every kind of right way. You know what I mean? Like Sascore, it shouldn't be an insult, 
but I feel like this is definitely a more mature effort. I think that um, personally, I love Late December. That song just does something for me where it takes you from this kind of strange gazy like watching the snow fall into just making you want to like you know swing your arms about and fucking go all out on it yeah. um that being said uh it is kind of short it's 28 minutes we talked about this yeah i hate that um i get it i don't like it it's fine uh you do what you want with your music i think it was a really good effort my thing was uh the what do you think about the musical like instrumental interludes between everything i think those are okay um i just i don't like I don't like ambient noise on a track. If the album's short, I don't think it should have it. You know I mean? think bands like Slipknot do it really well, yeah. where they have like like an album that's like I don't know, probably an hour and some change, yeah, right? Like and 50, they have like two or long. three yeah. kind of these like minute, two minute long interludes, and that's, that's okay. perfectly fine. Yeah. If you want to do instrumentals, by all means, do instrumentals. But this sort of um, adding songs for the sake of aesthetic. Yeah. Um, I think is, I mean, do what you want at the end of the day, but I think is kind of, uh, not my jam there. I think you could have thrown something in additional on there. If this was a 40 minute album, I think we could have gotten away with those yeah. two kind of ambient songs. Yeah. But, uh, at the end of the day is space Cowboys vision. I think they did a good job at what they're great at. And we've definitely seen some growth from 2016 till now. Cause this band's only been around for three years. Yeah. And I think the knock loose tour is going to do them really good. They're on tour with them. And then, uh, to the season, and I mean, you know, like I said, if fucking veterans, like every time I die, I notice you, you got to be doing something right. Take a shot every time Gabe brings up every time I die on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I no. <laughs> well, hear me out. I no, think no. there's definitely a space for bands that are just gonna like do ridiculous shit with both their music and their live performances. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like this weird kind of musical circle of life because we saw Dillinger Escape Plan play their last show in 2018, right? And granted, yeah, everybody's going to be yelling at me for comparing like Sea Space Cowboy to Diligent or Escape Plan, right? Yeah. But if you look at it, they both did something kind of crazy and like inconceptual with their albums. Like they were 110% chaos core. If anybody did math core, it was the Dillinger Escape Plan. They defined what math core is and they set the path for bands, like I said, like Sea Space Cowboy, Every Time I Die, shit like that. You know what I mean? And I think with them kind of retiring, um, I think it's good to see newer bands step up to the plate and take that mantle for sure so i give it a seven out of ten okay i think i went into it with a lot of hype and when that hype died down and i sat down and listened to it there's a lot of good stuff going on for it like i said man that raw emotion really kind of gets you going mm-hmm. and it you know spikes your adrenaline levels uh but at the end of the day i think there's still room for improvement take that as you will but i think we should take it and run with it for the next album. i think for me uh this this album has removed them from the kind of the roll your eyes category that I normally do. That's like, that's good though. Like, like when you bring them, up, I'm just like, oh, God damn again. That's good though. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I think they did a good job with this overall. And, and also, I will say this: I think it's good that we see room for improvement because if we saw them hit their glass ceiling, that would have been bad. Yeah. Like this is as good as they get. Yeah. No, that's not true at all. In fact, if we go back to the studio and we go right again, we can hit a new new high. Yeah. You know, I think potential is going to be what separates uh, bands that fizzle out, like Capsize, well, and other things, right? Like bands like... um, Fuck, man. Yeah, I know, right? Like like Sworn In, perfect example, right? Sworn In had a phenomenal debut album that everybody lost their shit over. How fast did that hype fizzle out? 
You know what I mean? Because they kind of hit their cap with that. I still think Death Card is their best work. And they've come out with two albums since, and they now have a new vocalist. So we, we're, we're kind of at this ultimatum where if a band doesn't have room to improve, then we're going to lose interest. Yeah, so for sure. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, everybody in CD Space Cowboy. Absolutely. And now uh, you can't say we're out of songs when I see you live next time. That's what <laughs> they did last time. They're like, one more song. They're like, that's literally everything we have written. That's funny. I like that. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, not bad. Um, speaking of which, um, I forgot to put this on here, but Norma Jean dropped a new song. Yeah, Safety Last. Ooh. Ugh. What Norma Jean, what are you doing? Dude, they have like, they are bringing back that fucking veteran hardcore vibe. And I'm just saying, they got me. Like I'm, I'm in. I'm in this motherfucker with them. Like, we'll see. I don't know when this album is dropping, but I'm sure it's soon enough. If you got any vacation time left, you let me know. We'll go to that Devil Wears Prada Gideon Norma Jean show. Maybe because I want to go to that. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> dude, it, it it just amazes me how bands like have heart, right? How they disappeared off the face of the earth. And then they drop a single and everybody gets the X's tattooed out in their hands again. <laughs> and I feel like Norma Jean kind of has that power as well. For where sure. like, yeah, I always say that they kind of fell into obscurity, but they didn't. They kept consistently dropping music, but there was so much shit and music and stuff going on in that like 2013 to like 2016 era. And then now we're back and we're like, dude, Norma Jean still, they have never stopped smacking. The, the, thing, the, thing, the thing is, I think for a while there, for like maybe like a five year span, uh, there was this uprise of like the pretty core bands like Bust the Falls, Asking Alexandria, where like were these bands that came up with the dude with the long hair and the skinny jeans and the leather jacket, like where they kind of took over. Meanwhile, like you said, these guys who grind the bands like Every Time I Die and Norma Jeans and the Network's product have continued to grind out and like forge a little path for themselves. We all knew that the, the days of Bless the Fall and Asking Alexandria weren't going to last forever. Take a look around. Where are they? I can't find them, right? Uh, meanwhile, these guys were still grinding and doing their fucking thing. And I think a lot of those people who were into the pretty core bands, like my wife, starting to look around and be like, well, these guys were good the whole time. And why was I not jamming to this while that was going on? You know what I mean? I think there's a level of that going on where a lot of these pretty core bands fans transitioned over to the more grimy style of bands like the knock looses of the world and things like that. I think that's why a part of it. You know it I mean? Metal is like a drug band. You get that first hit and then you, and then you, you know, try and keep chasing that and you try and keep finding stuff. That's just as grimy as that first song that got you into it. Yeah. And then eventually you jump from smoking weed to shooting up black tar heroin. You know, you jump from, uh, like asking Alexandria, you know, like the the final prophecy, or the last prophecy, whatever the fuck that song was, <laughs> into and then I wander south by like knocked loose, and yeah. you're like, oh man, I fucking love Black Tar Heroin. <laughs> but um, no, I mean it, it's very sensible. I think that pretty core stuff was, um, I mean I think it was a little bit more than a fad. We still kind of see it around now, yeah. but that 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 initial burst was definitely fad like, right? Because yeah. it was just like everybody and their mamas wanted to do Smoke Ahantas. Everybody and their mamas wanted to do uh like the fucking uh, the like the Ashleys and Escape the Fates and shit like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and now Escape the Fates still putting out good music. Eh, subjective. We are still <laughs> waiting for the next Attack Attack single. Um, <laughs> I still have the tweet saved where Caleb said he's not quitting Attack Attack. He's just starting a new project called Beartooth. Anyway, um, <laughs> and, and and you know these bands are still around today, but it's been like you said, man. It's these bands that do what they do best. That have the staying power that yeah. nobody else has. God's work. They do God's work, these bands. Norma Jean, man. Norma Jean. Norma Fuck, Jean. it's still slapping away. And like I said, I like that last album. I'm going to say it every week. 
I don't. I said on this podcast that I still like this album, for the Good record. Um, and this one is just like, wow, you guys are just just gonna jump ahead of everybody and just fucking smack everybody in the mouth because you can and you've been doing it a long time. And who's gonna say no to the old man who smacks you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad grandpa. Okay, anyways. Uh, so that, that, that was something and we went along. I'm sorry. Victory records got purchased for $35 million. Don't know what Victory's putting out anymore. Uh, it's been a while since I've heard from them. Uh, do, do we have an album by Victory that we can think of that just released off the top of my head? I think Carousel Kings is still signed to Victory. I can't name you any other bands. <laughs> I know Victory is kind of in and out with their people. Yeah. Uh, it's like a rotating door in there. And I think the last big thing was the data. Remember lawsuit yeah. when they had that big fight, but I don't know. I guess good for Victory Records. Well, because it started with like the Silver. Well, it started with Take It Back Sunday, because Take mm-hmm. It Back Sunday came from Victory, right? Right. And then it came, went from like from them to like Silverstein, mm-hmm. and Silverstein was like the hot thing, and then they kind of like got flustered out. And then it was like Hawthorne Heights, and that was like hot for like a minute there. And then there was like uh, you know Day to Remember that was hot for um, well they're still they still are, but I'm saying as far as our relationship with Victory that was hot. And then there was a mirror. And the mirror was really hot. And then they kind of like, like you said, it's just like this constant, like revolving door, you know, man. Okay. So they don't like us anymore. <laughs> Where's the new band? Slide them up a spot. It's just kind of constant with them. Um, and like I said, I, I can't even tell you they're Chicago based. I know that. Uh, I just don't have like anybody off the top of my head. It's that I can think of. one of those things where, you know, I think you and I gravitate towards like rise records and South state. I think those are two big ones and probably something hopeless in there. Right. But I, I think your noise, Oh, yeah, I forgot Fearless. about Fear Noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, well, first of all, congratulations, whoever owns Victory Records. Cause you can Tony re- Victory. Because uh, you can retire in a nice little Manhattan fucking condo, a large Manhattan condo, and not worry about money for the rest of your life. But, um, I mean, what do you want me to tell you, man? Victory just kind of made this name for themselves of being like, like I'm going to fuck you over. Sh- shady, they're they're yeah. like the Warner Bros of smaller labels, yeah. and it's unfortunate. So I don't really feel bad for them. For getting bought out or for selling, it's do what you do, man. I just hope the people that take place, uh, that step in, uh, that they do a better job and treat these bands right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I can't even tell you a recent release from them. Whatever. He sold. I'm, like you said, I'm sure he's going to be having himself a nice little place to hang out for the rest of his life. More power nice to you, yacht. All right. Next up. I don't know if you heard anything about this, but Metallica has canceled the Australia-New Zealand tour due to the fact that James Hetfield is going back into rehab. Yeah. Uh, you, you ever notice that it's right around uh, the time that what's-his-face died? That Cliff Burton died? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he went into rehab. He was a, like a hardcore alcoholic for like a long period of time. He went into rehab for the first time, from what I recognized, uh, during the St. Anger recording process. That was like 2002, 2003. Um, that was the first time that he like really hit rock bottom. He disappeared from the album cycle for like a year. They were like in the middle, and he's like, I can't. So he just dipped, he dipped off the face of the earth. Uh, I haven't heard him falling off the wagon. Um, I've, ha- I've seen him interviewed multiple times. He seemed like he was still, he still had it. He still was mm-hmm. going, he was still going strong. Apparently, you know, we, we don't get to see what everything that's happening behind closed doors and he's opted out to touring and going back into rehab, which I think is the right thing for him to do. Um, obviously, um, this is secondary to his health. You know what I mean? He's an older guy. Now you can't be living life like crazy. And expect to be around for much longer, unless you're Ozzy Osbourne, who's or just Steven live, Tyler, who's just gonna live forever. Uh, <laughs> but um, Keith Richards, but I'm not gonna get to it. Um, I'm think it's the right thing to do. Every time you smoke a cigarette, it adds seven minutes to Keith Richards' I, life. I guess so. Shit. Um, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. It, they're on tour with Slipknot, so, so I think Slipknot was such, is still trying to work something out to see if they could still play those shows and get other people involved if necessary. Um, but uh, I know the guys from Metallica put out a uh, like a message or like a note and saying, "Hey, you know, we're sorry for everybody, but you know, his health is first, which is absolutely true. Yeah, uh, especially when you're old like that, man. You yeah. can't be thirty forever. And uh, I, fu- I fucking love Metallica. Metallica is one of those formative bands for me, so I wish him nothing but the best, and hopefully uh, he comes out on the other side okay. Um, that's basically the last thing I got. Good stuff. Got anything else? Any closing notes? Um, no, nah, dude, I think that is it. Other than just get totally fucking geeked out and prepared for this next week's fucking podcast where we're just going to slap you over the head with reviews. We, we got a vacation review and then we got, we're, we're going to try and do at least three albums. Yeah. I think, I think three is reasonable. I think between the two of us, we get two, two or three or yeah. three or four. I think, well, the big one's Dev Wars Prada and the little snippet that we got this week. Oh, what the? F- where did that nastiness come from? Yeah, I, I, they led us to believe they're doing a rock album, and then yeah. they drop teasers like oh, that. Oh yeah! By the way, just kidding, dude. Here you go. <laughs> 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 Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, like you said, vacation review. We're gonna have a lot of stuff going on next week for the Second City Kids podcast. I don't know what I'm gonna try to fit in these these, these listening sessions for these albums. I'll make it work. Everybody's though. sleeping. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, probably. I'm gonna have to make it work though. But until then. We will see you here back next week, hopefully, for the Second City Kids podcast. I don't know if we're going to try to do a live show soon enough. Uh, we were going to try to test it out throughout the week, but Gabe got busy. So at some point, we're going to try to get this tested out, maybe do the show live and see how it works out. But until then, folks, deuces. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Deuces.